I was at McDonald's mm-hmm. in a Walmart. Oh, actually, wow. yeah, sad. So Double super sad. sad. Yeah, it's the saddest place. Sure. But uh, I was standing there waiting at the counter, and there's this little kid with what I'm assuming is like his uncle. Mm-hmm. There's a guy, guy my age, but didn't seem like the dad. <laughs> and uh, they're both sitting up on these high stools, and the kid's like, "Does your tummy hurt?" <laughs> and he said it a couple times, "Does your tummy hurt?" And then the guy was like, "Yeah." <laughs> and the little kid hopped down and like gave him a hug. And I almost started crying Whoa. in this McDonald's. And I was like, I was like, this is sweet and all, but yeah. like, this isn't like, that was like the, the reaction was not, <clears throat> you know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, that's not right. And no. like, then the lady's like, what would you like? And I was like, mm, Kleenex. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A father. <laughs> <laughs> back hello and welcome welcome back to comedian ordinaire my name is dan o this is the world's most okay podcast uh a podcast where i sit down and interview comedians around the city and the city being denver uh and pick their brain about stand-up comedy and ask them why they do things and what they're up to and who they are and who they think they are um this is, shoot, I don't know, it's somewhere in the 40s, 43, I think, or 4, episode 43. And, uh, wow, what a weird time we're all living in, huh? That's pretty strange. Have you noticed what's happening? Because it's pretty crazy. Um, and I don't know that I have too much more to add besides what I said in the last podcast. Um. It's not a terribly exciting thing to want to or to feel like you have to talk about. Um, You know, I would like to just do this intro and really talk about uh, the interview itself because the interview is one of my favorites. And I think it's going to help a lot of people. We do talk about anxiety and depression a lot. And I'm not saying we solved it or figured it out, but... I don't know, opening that that door to the conversation and just having it and, you know, if anybody out there uh, has any anxiety or depression that they're going through, listen to us talk through it. Um, You know, it's not like we both have it, but Jonathan was just very open about his experience with it and, you know, what it's like living and coping and dealing with expectations and things like that. Uh, We spend the first part of this interview, like the first hour of the interview, I mean, really just deep diving and, uh, you know, and it's one of the funnier interviews and I don't know, just listening back after editing and all of that. um, Yeah, Jonathan, he's one of my favorite people to talk to and I'm glad I, you know, I got him on at least two times because that's awesome. Um, I feel like this one's a lot better than the first one, which is something that I really liked a lot. I loved the first interview that we did. And like I said, the first half of this one is, you know, really just uh, just us talking positive and mental health. And uh, 
<laughs> and some other things as well. The second half, we really get into um, comedy specifically and more rants and whatnot. Um, Jonathan has a great story about getting blackmailed in this. And I don't know. I, it's uh, th that's, that's the episode, and it's chock-packed full of stuff. And, you know, I did uh, – I recorded this towards the beginning of March um, and at this time <clears throat> I was really thinking yeah March 27th that'll be a fun date uh, it'll be fun to go to the mutiny information cafe and go catch the show um, the real reason that I wanted to get Jonathan back was because him and a group of people have been working incredibly hard on producing a live talk show um, at the Mutiny Information Cafe, and, you know, we were all supposed to do that, and, uh, well, it looks like the event is just going to be postponed or rescheduled to a later date. I don't have the specific details now, but you'll hear us talk about, you know, what the show is and, again, when it's going to be and all that stuff. Again, uh, that that was all before we knew, before we knew what was really going down. It's so wild to think. We sit down and record this interview, and then, you know, one day later, I'm, like, freaking out about the world, and then two days later, I'm like, why am I freaking out? And I don't know. It's It's been a huge roller coaster of emotions, I think, for everybody. Um, and if I could tell you one thing, I would say just, uh, you'll hear me say it a lot in this podcast, but be nice to yourself and and stay focused. You know, everybody has the exact same goal. We all want to get out of this together, and if everybody has the same goal, it's easier to work together and with one another and not be selfish or incite fear into people because that doesn't help anybody. When somebody's feeling super scared, they normally don't act like they should or would. Um, I think we all operate best under a calm mind and whatever you can do to help people reach that state, please do comfort the people around you if they're worrying or if they have some troubles, at least be an emotional support, um, open your ears up and just listen to people because we all want to be listened to and especially in a time like this, you know, goddamn, uh, and uh, you look, I'm not like a medical expert or anything. Um, I know exactly what everybody else knows. And I would just suggest that if you don't have to leave your house, don't. Don't do it. Um, I understand it's, it's so tough when you're going stir crazy, as they say, because you're sitting inside and you kind of have the same things. But here's something that has helped me through it initially anyways. Um, I've spent... The better part of my entire working life, um, gathering things that I can put into my room so that I could like my room and be entertained in my room. You know, now I look around and there's things like books and Rubik's Cubes and a piano and I got a Nintendo Switch and look like I, I'm, I'm just saying, if you're anything like me, you've been trying to make your living space as comfortable as possible so that when you come home, you feel nice and you feel warm. And, you know, now that we have this sort of forced vacation, 
Um, that's the most positive way to say it, I think. Now that we have a forced vacation, you really get to take advantage of all the things that you've been putting in your home and all the people that live there or maybe don't. Uh, enjoy being by yourself. Jonathan and I in this episode talk about alone, I think, as maybe this is in this one. I'm having trouble remembering, but alone isn't necessarily a bad thing. It just means solace and solitude. Lonely is something else. If you are feeling lonely, again, there are just, there's so many people that you should be able to reach out to. And I'd like to say that I'm one of them. Um, Fortunately enough, no listeners have uh, had to reach out to me or feel like they've needed to reach out. But again, like, all my contact info is there. I feel like I'm a good listener and, you know, I'd like to hear you out if you need it. Um, Man, what else? It's just, uh, it's so wild. It's so wild. I feel like I could talk about this and what I'm doing to cope and things like that for like another 30 minutes, but this is a pretty long episode anyways. I think I'm going to chop it up into two parts and and get them out. So you will be listening to part one today and hopefully tomorrow, Monday. Um, second part will be out and you can hear the rest of the interview. And and I don't have uh, I don't have too much else to say except uh, thanks to Jonathan for sitting down with me again and having an awesome conversation. Uh, we mean no offense to any people and the relationship with their dads, which will make sense once you hear the whole thing. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, there's some saucy language in this, but again, I think it's chock full of uh, positivity, and I think you're gonna learn a lot from it. So, without further ado. The best batters in baseball, how the best in the world. 300 or whatever. 300. Right, which is what I don't really I don't really understand so baseball, but I know it's not it's that high. 3 out of 10. Oh. So point three zero zero. So they like, one. So they suck. They suck. The best in the world are trash. Yeah, I heard somebody talking about this actually on like a podcast in, mm-hmm. in uh, reference to comedy. Sure, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah when exactly. You go up there, you have a bunch of great – if three of them land, you're top tier. Right, but then then some people will go up there and like do pretty well, but you know a couple of things will miss, and then they'll be like, "I fucking suck." Yeah, and then they kill themselves. Huh? Yeah, can't yeah, don't kill yourself. We're saying watch not baseball. To. Yeah, yeah, we're saying like don't. I mean, there are for most people. Okay, yeah, for most. Yeah, <laughs> there are some people out there who. I mean, come on. There's three out of ten people out there that should probably <laughs> probably end it. <laughs> Today I'm joined by the wonderful Jonathan Mitchell. Jonathan is a comedian from Squim. Yeah. I don't know how to spell it still. He practices here in Denver now. And if you look hard enough on the internet, you can find a picture of his nipple. Jonathan, oh, yeah. welcome. Thank you. It's back to the podcast, man. I should make that. Uh, yeah, thank you for having me again. Sure. I, should, I should make that picture a little easier to find. That's a good one. It was tough because it took a while. I'm is it the one with the, things. does it have like the, the, um, What's it called? The thing that you charge a battery with, like a car battery attached to it? Oh, I didn't see that. No, there no. more than one? <laughs> <laughs> there might be. Oh, I remember. Cause I think it's the – I did a show where, like, there was a, a wheel of doom or something like that where you had to, like, do all these horrible things. And one of them is I did have to have a mm. – a, what is it called? I can't think car of the battery. Yeah, the car charger thing, sure. the little clamps. The, the, I'm making. Yeah, I guess okay. nobody can see this, but Damn I'm making it. the little. We're making like your sock puppeting. Yeah, I'm doing a little squeezy motion, but like, yeah, I had that attached to my nipple and then like kind of spun Whoa. around, and then I think the picture you must have seen was 
like the aftermath of my nipples Jumper fucked cables. up. Jumper cables. Okay. Thank oh you. Yes. No, I didn't see that. Oh, Literally okay. Just, there's like a three minute or a three second clip of you just looking down, but then your nipple comes into view. And then as soon as it oh. does, you just cut it. Oh, I know. Yeah. And I have like a mustache. I didn't I think. think I'd have to be this specific. I, <laughs> I guess there's a lot of nipple stuff. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. You think you do. I'm pretty sure. You're going to say, oh, you're talking about this one. And then it's not <laughs> right. even at all. It's the one where my nipple's pressed against the window. <laughs> oh, no, not that nipple one. At the Walgreens, um, right? Yeah. Um, they don't. I'm not allowed back there. Last time I spoke to you, I think, was in December, right? Yeah, yeah. I guess it's been a while, Accurate. huh? So, I mean, how, how have you been? What have you been up to since December? Um, mostly working on this new show. Yes. Um, I haven't been going to as many mics lately, but, mm. uh, whoops. Um, Eesh. yeah. That's all right. You're still going to more than me. I, how many are you going to? Uh, two a week. Yeah. yeah. We're going about the same right now, I think. Okay. Yeah. But like, uh, yeah, it's been working on this new show, getting that ready. So um, this new show that you're talking about, um, mm-hmm. you did talk about it on the three Mandy's podcast. That yeah, that was it's fun. Basically, and correct me if I'm wrong about anything. You should be sleeping is the name of the show. With yeah, Jonathan Mitchell. Yeah, because it's like uh, like how all those late night shows are like late night with Conan O'Brien or sure. like you know. So I just kind of wanted to do one that was like a joke in and of itself. It is funny, dude. I'll Thank tell you, you what. I didn't know that it was a joke until I listened to that podcast. <laughs> I'm like, fuck me, man. I didn't catch oh, it. You thought that, oh, oh, the name? Well, yeah. I, yeah. Literally, you should be sleeping with Jonathan Mitchell is funny, but I didn't know until you broke it down. I'm like, ah, I'm an asshole. I'm <laughs> yeah. I'm a fraud. I don't get it. <laughs> Damn. No, it's a silly little joke. And like a lot of times people... Like, some people will say it when they introduce me at Mike's, so like, he's doing a show, blah, 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 and nobody ever laughs. Nobody. Not really. Why? Do you think it reads better? Maybe? Maybe a little bit, yeah. Okay. Because also, it's like, I don't know, and it's hard to, like, visually put it, because I feel like there mm-hmm. should be a pause. Yeah. It's like, you should be sleeping with, with Jonathan, Jonathan Mitchell, you know? But I think when... Especially when somebody's just like, hey, he's a host of this new show with no other information. They're like a host of the show. You should be sleeping with Jonathan Mitchell. It just sounds like a fuck show. 100%. (laughs) Yeah, it sounds like a porn that I'm like producing. Is it not that though? No. No, no, no. Not a fuck show. Not a fuck show. How would you describe it? Because you're, Mm. it's at, let me say, March 27th. It's a Friday. This month in March. Yep. Um. I mean, after 27th, this podcast will be rendered useless. But until then, yeah, <laughs> please, everybody, go out March 27th, Mutiny Information Cafe. Yes, please come out. How would you explain it, though? Because is it sort of like a late-night talk show? It's definitely a late-night talk show. But when I first started kind of, like, working on it, it was pretty, um, pretty much just a straight-ahead late-night talk show. and uh, But then it became... A lot more scripted and a lot more weird and almost like satirical of the late night talk show, almost mm. a little bit of a parody in some ways. But um, and then, yeah, so it's basically it's a late night talk show. But Mandy, who you had on your podcast she's and great, yep. yeah, she's also one of the hosts on the three Mandy's. Mm-hmm. Um, she is playing basically like my estranged wife. Hmm. So it's basically like a thing where her and most of the other writers and cast members and stuff like that 
kind of low-key hate me, uh-huh. but they're sort of, you know... Sure, they work for you. Right, so they have okay. to kind of, like... This is great. Pull the weight a little bit. Yeah, and so it's it's become super weird, and it is kind of hard to, like, I feel like explain with just, like, a sentence, you know what I mean? Right, right. But, um... But there's like fake ads. We have like nine or so fake ads. So we'll have like ad breaks, and yeah. and I kind of want to be a thing where like the audience. I think there's enough weirdness that they're gonna pick up on that it's fake in some ways. Sure. But I want them to be a little bit confused, like where that line right. is. Yeah, right. So they walk away. They're like, "Are they married? Or like, what's? Uh, yeah, like really what's their them? relationship? Yeah, yeah. Should like? Yeah. And uh, the answer to that is. Yes, you should. You should. Yes, if you you're listening to this, um, everybody. Yeah, I am. I'm totally I'm fuckable. You. This guy is. Yeah, I'm easy. Real deal. Yeah, he's he's easy as they come. So easy. Um, uh, is this a weekly thing, or is it going to be a one? Oh, I hope. I hope not. Not no, right now. I, really. It's just been so much work. No way. So, cause yeah, we were cause we're writing you know like basically an hour of all new material so we've right. got you know a monologue we've got right. a bunch of people working on we've got um live sketches we've got the the pre-tape mm-hmm. commercial sketches we've got guests and some of the guests are kind of doing bits a little bit so there's kind of so i mean it would be great to do it maybe once a month but i don't know mm. at this point if i could do it really how once many people are working on it like writing and making this happen uh writing wise i'd say there's like Eight or nine. Okay. And then I'd say overall, because we have like a band or we have a music, guy doing music, nice. uh, Matt Conley. Yeah. And um, then we have, you know, the guests and we have all these other people involved in sketches. So I think there's around 30 people. Whoa. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So it's kind of gotten like. That's a lot of traction though. Big. Yeah. So hopefully, you know, those people will at least tell one person and right. that person will come. Because that, that's my main fear is that I've been. Not going to as many mics. I've been mm. putting everything into this. Right. And then if nobody comes, it's going to be like, oh, that sucks. Is that totally necessary not to go to the mics? And, like, is all the effort that you're putting in necessary to make this happen? Hmm. Like, if you were going to more mics, would the show suffer? Maybe. And some, you know, not necessarily. I think some of the mic stuff has been... Um, like anxiety, mm. I've been that's been kind of getting the better of me a little bit, like that kind of stuff. So some of it's not mm-hmm. about the show, but there are some nights where I'm like, okay, I could, I could go to a mic, and especially if I haven't written anything. That's the other hard part. It's mm. like sometimes it's hard to switch gears, yeah, between writing for the show and writing just straight stand up, right. So if I don't have anything new written for stand up, I'm just going up there and like. Yeah. Yeah. So I do need to get kind of back into going yeah. more often, but I don't know. I, I am putting a lot of. That's a lot of energy, though. Either yeah. way. Like, yeah. Even if it's just into this one thing. I kind of know what you mean. I Like this podcast takes, I kind of edit each one for like three and a half hours. Yeah. It's quite the, that's the thing is people sometimes think like podcasting, you just sit there and talk and then it's done. It's uh, like, no, there's a lot. I wish. To it. Yeah. No, I wish. That's brutal, man. Yeah. So. But I, here's my thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm being too critical, but if there's 30 people that are really invested, could they not make something happen? Like, I think about the writing staffs on, like, real late-night talk shows like Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. I think it's a staff of, like, 15 writers. 
probably. Who knows how many producers? Yeah, like, there's a lot of like hundreds. Yeah, but I think thirty to do something like this. I don't know. I don't know what the most difficult part is. Is it the sketches or the monologue? Because mm. this would be so great as a weekly thing, is what I'm saying. It would be, and I think some of it is me feeling bad about delegating too much. Mm. So I don't want to be like, okay, you have to do this. And I don't know. I guess maybe I'm a little need to let go of it a little bit. Mm -hmm. But I think, I mean, it definitely could be done weekly. I mean, they do one every day or like five days a week. Sure. So it could be done. I think. Maybe if people were getting paid too. That would help. Weekly, Because that's that's why I feel bad saying like, Ah, okay, I need. I need 20 monologue jokes by Friday, you know, it's because yes. it's like, it's like, who the fuck am I? And like, I'm not paying them. I'm not paying ah. anybody. And like, so if, yeah, if we had like money to mm. pay people, then I think it could be, and it was more of a job and they mm-hmm. were felt like, you know, also the other thing is, um, at this moment, it's sort of like a concept to the, some people, right. you know, work, even the ones that are working on it where it's like, until they see it fully put together, it's hard to really. Maybe like a live late night talk show. Yeah. Is like a way to market it, I guess. Because that gives people a general idea. That's kind of, yeah, that's what I kind of put on the post, right? But yes. like a live late night talk show taping or something like that. Okay. So I kind of, because that's another thing too, is we want to sort of give that air that it is right. professional. Ah. So that way we can get away with more a little bit. Sure. I feel like. But yeah, I guess what's hardest about it is just. Um, yeah, right. We're writing all these sketches, filming them, and then editing them, mm. and then yeah, writing the monologue, and then just trying to figure out how it all goes together. This is being done just for the love of the game, then. Yeah, like all these people are contributing. Nobody's getting paid, and That's and amazing. yeah, and you know the actual writers group is pretty small. Yeah, um, the thirty people is you know those are people just starring in sketches. Some mm-hmm. of them more like uh, yeah, so. That's fun, though. That's exciting, man. Yeah. That yeah, and I guess I could juggle it more. You're right, yeah. I, I don't know. I just am asking just like as far as, like, as a fan, as somebody who, I mean, you know, I look at all my favorite comedians. I'm like, why don't you put out content every day? Yeah. That's where I'm coming yeah, from. Yeah, no, I see what you're saying. Like, yeah, I would love to do it weekly. I'm just scared. But I think also, like, um, I think also after this first one, it'll be easier. Because there's things oh, that yeah. it's like we have – we just – couldn't do because of the schedules or we couldn't get a prop or something like that. And I think right. it'll be a lot easier, especially if it goes well and people are like, Oh, this is a cool thing and I want to be a part of it. Yeah. And then from there, you know, well, hopefully this helps, man. Yeah. I really, I hope so. It's yeah. Super for interesting sure. to me. Um, I'm really excited about it. What other creative things have you been dabbling in? I mean, so you're going to less mics, you got the show going, do you have anything else kind of in the works at all? Um, I'm mean, kind of trying to. Well, I had this like really. Uh, I'm trying to work on this like story. Mm. Um, it's a it's a stand up thing, but mm. it's a real story about like a. I got blackmailed on Valentine's Day. Whoa. Yeah, it was weird. Um, did you did you tell the story at the Mo Vita show on? I did. Was it that? Yeah, okay. it was that. Damn, I wish I would have gone to that. It was fun. It yeah. was fun. Yeah, she's got kind of her own like late night talk show. Right. Uh, it's it's but it is very like conversational. Her okay. hers is. Um, so you're working on the story of you getting blackmailed. You don't have to yeah. tell the whole thing, but that's I mean, sounds funny. Oh no, I mean, 
Yeah, well, it's just trying to like, because I don't do a lot of stories, which is weird because that's how I always like, you know, like before comedy, that's probably how I was funny to people. Most is I would tell stories. these stories about like awkward things I did and right. make them funny. But for some reason, I am. Yeah, I'm a little nervous about that. Why is that so hard to translate to the states? It is. I don't know. I, I don't understand. I don't. It. Yeah, I don't know either. And like, I think it's trying to like cut out the stuff that's not necessary information. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's knowing that balance of like. You don't want to leave out too much because then they're going to be confused, but you don't want to be like, oh, okay. And then I was earlier that day, I had a sandwich. It's like, Ah. you know, stuff that doesn't matter. So I think it's finding that balance. Right. Also, the story is like, the way I have it right now is like four minutes. So it's like certain mics, Mm. you know, not long enough sets to even do it. But basically, what happened was it was Valentine's Day. Do do you care if I just tell you? I would love to hear it. I would love to. Okay. Um, it was Valentine's Day, and this like woman, she added me on Facebook. I didn't know her, and there was like a lot of red flags in retrospect. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, first she was talking to me, which was that was weird. <laughs> but also, it said like uh, for her job, it said she worked at grocery store, oh. hmm. which isn't very specific. No. Um, but that was like the name of the store somehow. Uh-huh. So anyways, a lot of weird things. But she was getting really flirtatious, and um, and she wanted to like do like a sexy video chat and I was like okay you know I was nervous but I was like I'm gonna go with it Uh and I was surprised that when I like answered the video chat it was actually this attractive girl in her underwear nice and I was like yeah perfect Valentine's Day so (laughs) it kind of like progressed how you might think um (laughs) and uh she kept saying like show me your dick show me your dick you know and I Wanted to be like a gentleman, so mm. I, I showed her my dick. Hey. And, you know, hey, hey, here it is. Um, yeah. She you, asked, though. Yeah, she asked, so it's uh, okay. Yep. Uh, you're welcome, ma'am. <laughs> and then, so all of a sudden, though, it was going great. I was like, this is the best Valentine's Day ever, whatever. Amazing. And then the video of her touching her, like, attractive body goes to a video, changes to a video of me mm. touching my body. You left the word and, attractive out. Yeah, okay. I should. I need to work on my <laughs> my self love. Um, yeah, me touching this sexy ass body. Mm, mm-hmm. But uh, and it wasn't like a live feed. It mm. was like previously on you jerking off. And so I thought it was like a. <laughs> I thought it was like a glitch, right? And then she sends me a message that says, "Stay calm and do exactly as I say, and everything will be all right." Mm. Um, which wasn't reassuring, obviously, because. Cause it was very strange. Yeah. And then it gets weirder. She, um, <laughs> sounds like I'm making this part up, but it's, <laughs> I swear it's true. She sent me a picture of four starving African children um, and said, how does this make you feel? Well, and okay. So like now I'm in the moment I'm staring into the, the eyes of starving children in a moment before I was about to ejaculate. So like two parts of me were blue basically. <laughs> um, <laughs> but then, <laughs> But then, so I said, you know, I feel bad. And she's like, okay, we'll send $10,000 to Africa or I'm going to leak this video onto the internet. Whoa. Which is bad because when I leak onto the internet, I, you know, I leak. <laughs> <laughs> it's a mess. But but anyways, she, she also just like wouldn't specifically tell me where to send the money. She just kept saying, send $10,000 to Africa, send $10,000 to Africa. And it's like, am I just supposed to write? Africa on an envelope, stick 10 grand in there and mm-hmm. hope, you know, hope it works out. Mm-hmm. Like, um, so this is where it gets 
<laughs> even weirder, is she goes, all right, um, if you don't send $10,000 to Africa, I'm going to show the length and width of your penis, which I thought was – like the length that. and width, yeah, I've never heard anybody Old say dimensions. that. Yeah, it's like, hey, you can show them the length, but the width is, that's yeah. private, okay? <laughs> um, but, <laughs> but she said, I'm going to show the length and width of your penis to your son. Oh. Right, which is weird for the length and width thing, but also because I don't have a son. So, right, uh, that you know of. Right, yeah, exactly. I was like, whoa, I'm mm. about to learn something new. Um, <laughs> and then she brought up a picture of, I think we talked about him in my... And the last time I was on, but uh, my best friend Joe uh-huh. was in the wheelchair and stuff like that. Yes, and she thought he was my son. Amazing. Uh, I think one night we gotten drunk and like told <laughs> Facebook that he was my son. We're like, this is hilarious. <laughs> like, this will never come back to bite us. So she tells him that, or shows me that, and at this point, because up until now I'm terrified. Wow. And at that point, it got like a little bit too ridiculous, and so I went from being scared to being. Like, this is hilarious. So I start screenshotting all this and sending yes. it to Joe, and he's loving it. And then we kind of said, like, you know, let's fuck with her, right? Like, mm. let's let's just kind of, like, fuck with her a little bit. Okay. So I said, uh, hey, I, um, I don't know if you noticed this, but my son is in a wheelchair, and the doctor said that seeing the length and width <laughs> of his father's <laughs> penis could literally kill him. And she seemed to have, like, a little bit of a, of a you know, like a, <laughs> like a heart about it she's like okay i won't show it to your son but um i will send it to all of his friends and so i said i'm sorry i don't think you're listening oh. my son is in a wheelchair <laughs> he doesn't have friends <laughs> <laughs> um so that's basically where i end the the bit but like i'm always afraid also about that bit that people are gonna be like sensitive that i'm making fun of <clears throat> Even though I'm uh-huh. making fun of my friend and he's in on it, sure. I'm always afraid that they're going to be like, oh, you can't yeah, you can't make fun of somebody in a wheelchair. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Have you done it and people like get butthole tight when you say wheelchair? I've done but- – uh, yes and no. I, well, one time I did it. The first time I did it, I think the host didn't hear the rest of the story uh-huh. and just heard me say like, my, he's in a wheelchair. He doesn't yes. have friends. And they're like, you're going to hell. Uh-huh. And I was like, no, no. And then I've done it and gotten laughs. So I yes. think it's okay. And I, But I really work to try to frame it in a way where it's like, hey, he's not right. – he's in on this. We were doing this kind of together where he thinks it's funny. Yes. But it is – yeah, it is a – that, that part's a little – Man, the way that you're telling it, that's the way you tell it on stage, is it not? Pretty much, yeah. Okay, dude, I got a lot of questions, man, because I I would love to be able to tell stories. I look at some of the storytellers in town. My favorite that I've seen anyways is Nick Dean. Yeah, Nick Dean's great at telling stories. Amazing, man. He's really good. Oh, who else? Um, Brad Galley. Brad Galley. I don't know. You know Brad Brad Galley? Yeah, you should talk to Brad Galley. I actually just got... uh, the job, the new job because of him. Really? Yeah. Um, Shout out Brad. Yeah, he's awesome. And he's really great at telling stories. So when you're telling a story, each line, are you trying to make each line funny? Or is there like a like mm. a one funny, one interesting, one of like moving forward? Um, I don't think every line uh-huh. is funny. But I do try to make sure that I don't go too long without a joke because that was like and you know i'm still refining it there's definitely parts that like i feel like the beginning 
is a little bit slow to that story, but mm-hmm. it is the truth. Like, so I'm trying to figure out how to, and that's the thing. Like that night went on for hours. Wow. Like she was, she sent me a, I'm sure it's a dude to yeah. be honest, but that person sent me like a countdown at one point. Mm. Um, they, what was the resolution? Like what? That's the thing is nothing. She said, uh, or they said that they were sending it to, like 10 people uh-huh. like that just my facebook friends and it was like my mom's best friend is that why i got that thing uh yeah don't open Holy that don't open shit, that <laughs> dude. no okay. that i sent that to you directly. oh that was yeah from that you. was that was a gift yeah okay okay yeah you're welcome thank um, you but no uh nothing happened i like spent the end of my valentine's messaging these people that she said she was gonna send it to like hey if you get a Oh, wow. Yeah, if you get a video from some stranger, don't open it. It's like a viral STD. Yeah, exactly. Viral. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Whoa. Well, and then they were, like, obviously confused, so they're like, well, why mm-hmm. not? And, you know, it's like, uh, don't worry about it. It's my penis. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. Like, what did you think of the story? Like, It's amazing. I would, you like I it? I would love one sort of solid ending where I'm like, okay, that's how it ends. See, maybe yeah. just make it up. If you maybe really, I should if you really have to, cause you have so much already that actually happened. Yeah. And you I'm think there's the enough, like, is it too boring? Is there enough laugh lines? You think I'm going to, I mean, really have to go back and listen to it. I, my okay. favorite part of it is the length and width. The second yeah. time you say it, there's emphasis on the and that yeah. is killer. And I usually say something about, um, Oh yeah, no, I, I think I said it, but like, hmm. but yeah, I like that. I like the two parts of me being blue. Yeah, I like that part. That's good. But then, yeah, I think the reason I end it where I end it is because like that's usually gets a pretty good laugh. The yeah. the he doesn't have any friends like that whole thing, because then after that, like the truth is just that it's sort of like. Just trailed off. Yeah, exactly. Like the 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 true ending isn't the truth very exciting. Isn't funny or exciting. No, no. no. But no. I think you have so much to work with already. Where yeah, you're like, and then I had to go to Jordan, Africa, or something. Yeah, I had to go directly and yes, showed every single one of them the length and width of my penis <laughs> and <laughs> just try to work that in a third time. So I don't know. That is that's the other part that's hard about telling a story. I remember hearing. I forgot who it was, but it was a, you know, a professional stand-up talking about that and how it's like, you just cut out the stuff that's not funny. Like, and I used to think, I used to almost think that I was like lying mm. if I didn't tell it the right, right way. But it's like, it, it's not really lying. I do like leave a few things sure. out or do kind of like cut it down. And yeah. stuff. But I think that's just making it a better Even if you're story. lying, if 90% of it is true, yeah, then okay. I mean, yeah. think about your own jokes. Like you didn't actually go to Auschwitz and see people selling. That's true. I just read about it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> that is totally, I mean, yeah, think about Yeah, I have jokes. a few. That's the thing is I've lightened up a little bit because I hate lying. Like in gen- I'm not a lying person mm. really. But like. I will sometimes lie yeah. for a joke. Like, I have a joke. It might actually be in the thing that I'm going to send you. Okay. Um, so maybe it'll be right here. Hey, let's put it in. Yeah. Uh, I had sex with a senior when I was just a junior. Yeah, I'm not trying to brag. I was just very close with my father. So. <laughs> kind of a daddy's boy. <laughs> uh, He'll like that. It's his birthday today. Um, 
So it's like, yeah, it's it's gross. But <laughs> but um but like that's obviously not true. You know, like so really? I will maybe okay. no uh, no okay. it's not true it's, it's not, true. not true but i'll eventually like i occasionally have a joke like that where well then yeah this is just that instance where yeah. the ending is the only part that yeah. might not be true because then but then i do feel a little nervous about making something up because i i want them to believe because it is true that she sent me like that's the, so everything crazy. else is so true what if she it's sent so you weird. that and then that's what made you finish though Right, You're like, oh like, my god, how do you know? How did you know? Right, that this <laughs> right. Like, thank you so much. <laughs> Holy shit, you really yeah. read my about info. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, you really do care. I don't know, or you could. I don't know. They must love you over at grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> Such a hard worker. Grocery store. Yeah, there are so many red flags. Like in retrospect, and also like the other part that sometimes people get hung up on. They're like, wait, why did you not? Because I didn't ever hear her speak that's the other thing i, mm-hmm. I don't really say because i feel like i kind of get away with it but like mm-hmm. she said that her microphone was broken mm-hmm. so she was like sending messages the whole time while she was like damn but i mean whatever they did was like that this valentine's day or last no this was like two years ago really but i think i might start saying it as though it was this one just yeah. to make it easier yeah i mean, make it a little more like relevant the other day i was at the bus. right right yeah. which is not true you know like no. but so so i feel like it's it's well within the rules. white lies that people tell in comedy all the time. For sure. And, like, yeah, you got to kind of, like, make it Like, one funnier. lie, I had, so I don't know where to go from the funny part, I think, but basically I'm like, something about me, I always carry dog treats on me. Right. Just in case I run into a kid on a leash. <laughs> okay, right? I know that that laugh might be there, but I have no idea what to say after. Yeah. it sounds fake already. Yeah, they already know I'm full of shit. Right. I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know. Yeah, that, is, that can be hard because I know a couple comedians or at least one comedian who will just like completely fictionalize from the ground up. And Isn't then it's funny, though, because I used to try to do that. I'm not saying just because I didn't have success that it's not possible, but with just fictionalizing it, just totally making a random thing up. No, I don't. I personally don't think so. Because it's too contrived. People are smart enough. They know what you're doing. Yeah, they can tell that you're being disingenuous. Yes. Unless you're like some kind of Oscar-winning actor, maybe you could mm. get away with it. But I don't. I think people kind of see through it. And also, if it's, but that's the thing too. Like with the the dad joke, mm. with me fucking my dad or whatever. I think like that's, that's the best dad joke I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <yeah. laughs> but I feel like that's like, it's so ridiculous that I. And the way I say it, usually I feel like it's pretty clear that I'm, like, kidding. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, like, it's just mm-hmm. – they say that, I'm like, oh, I'm a little bit of a daddy's boy, huh? sure. you know, hey, that kind good. of thing. Yeah. But, like, I, I think sometimes it's okay. But if, if 90% of the stuff is just mm-hmm. bullshit – also, it's like – then, you know, I, I feel like there's such yeah. an honesty to Who cares in the first up. place? Yeah, right. there has to be, right. I think. A little bit, it's fun to just be like, hey, I'm actually black. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I, I've seen somebody actually say that. They're like, yeah, I used to be a lot different. I used to be this, this, black, or something like that. Black. Like, and I thought it was funny when you said it. Like, But, hmm. um, I mean, I'm, of course, not doing it justice right here. But, sure. Um, but the other thing is, that's why I like that Valentine's Day story, is that mm-hmm. it, it is real... It's weird, but I think what I like about it is that it's, like, embarrassing. 
Yeah. Like I'm almost like I think that's part of what's so hard. I mean, I kept writing that down as like a note in my notebooks like over and over again, like Valentine's Day story. Yes. And just would like kind of be like, nah, I can't deal with it. Right. And part of it is that it's like it's embarrassing. I'm like eh. Do you have other jokes that embarrass you at all or that mm. were embarrassing? I have other like stories like that that are yeah, embarrassing. Yeah, I think you're onto something too where like if you're being really genuine and sincere about your insecurities. Yeah. People can relate to it immediately. They can pick up yeah. on that. Well, and that's a thing, like, um, I kind of mentioned it a little bit earlier, like, anxiety or, mm. like, I also deal with, like, uh, depression and stuff like that. Right. Not to bring it down, but, like, I, my goal is to, like, at some point, that, that's, like, the the main um, mountain for me, I think, is, is, mm. is taking that stuff that can be debilitating and can do things like keep me from going to mics and make it right. funny. Yes. And I know there is like the potential for that, but it's that, that one is hard for me to crack still. I think you talked about it the first time that we sat down, you were like, I did a whole set about being anxious and it yeah, about having uh, obsessive compulsive disorder. Yeah. And like, do you I, actually have that. Yeah. What does that mean? It means like, um, well, people always think it just means like you're clean or something like yeah, that, which is not. Or... Yeah, no, because that's that was part of the joke was like, oh, I hate how people are like, like, oh, I have to have this like this. I'm so OCD, sure. you know. Um, does that offend but, you, by the way, when people say that they're OCD? Mm, no, a little bit. It's annoying. It's annoying, but it's I don't annoying. know if I'm offended because nah, I don't get uh-huh. very easily offended. Offended, and I feel like I'd be a hypocrite because sure. of some of the things, like you know. Oh my god! Like a, the Auschwitz joke, or like you know, fucking I can't, I can't. Yeah, fucking my dad yeah. talking about my friend Joe not having friends because he's mm-hmm. in a wheelchair, which yeah. I feel like that also one I kind of can get away with because it's like clearly I'm his friend, like that's established. Uh, so it's like he does have people, friends. Uh, yeah. Obviously, I mean, you might have to explain that at the yeah. end if yeah. they get a groan, maybe if they get a groan. But if they get a groan, also fuck them, you know, because <laughs> yeah, um, but. But OCD, so basically what it is, it's like an anxiety disorder, and uh, you have, like, uh, like intrusive thoughts or whatever, mm. or, like, you know, negative thoughts or some kind of thing like that, or anxious thoughts or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then basically your mind, as a way of, like, dealing with it, uh, that's where the compulsive part comes. So, like, that's what people will, you know, the stereotypical one is, like, flicking a light switch on yes. and off. Uh Stuff like that, or washing your hands repeatedly. People do that, and fucking um, your dad. Fucking your dad. Sure. But you have to fuck him an even number of times, Whoa. or it's like, yeah, it's very. I didn't know this part. Yeah, I yeah. Sixty nine and call it good, but apparently uh, that's no, he's sixty eight. Because yeah, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like that's what it basically is. So it's like, and like of course, as a you know logical, hopefully not stupid person, like I know that, you know touching a tabletop or mm. flicking a light switch or something like that has no real world impact. Mm-hmm. But it's like your brain basically triggers like that, um, like triggers like a panic. Mm. And so it's like, if you don't do this thing, like somebody's going to die or something bad's going to happen. And uh, yeah. Whoa. So it's kind of heavy, but I feel like it's weird. Yeah. It's weird enough that there's, cause it is like, I realize that it's, sounds ridiculous because it is ridiculous like you know uh-huh. what i mean like uh it's a legitimate 
right mental health thing like it's not you're not a germaphobe or anything not really no and i'm no. not very clean to be honest yeah I can like, tell. thank you yeah i'm gonna need a new pop filter after this <laughs> you're gonna need a new microphone after this <laughs> like God, this thing's dude. destroyed yeah um, comedy's dirty or... <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's that's my excuse but uh yeah so it's but it's hard because it is like mm. personal and like with that story that i you know that you brought they mentioned that like when I did that and didn't, it didn't go well like that mm. hurt. Yeah. Cause you're like being like, like with the Valentine's day story, I'm being open, but I'm kind of like, Hey, look at the, Oh, aren't I a goof? I masturbated and got like, you know, blackmailed. Sure. But this is more like I'm have issues. Yeah. I'm, or I'm sad. And Deeper it's like, level, sure. yeah. Like, or like, um, yeah, just like I mean, you got to be open about it though in the first place to get to the funny, right? And that's the thing is like even telling you about it right now, I'm embarrassed. Uh huh. But really, because there's no judgment. I don't know. No, if that's I don't just feel. I am. No, I don't. I don't feel like judged. But no. I just feel like, and that's the thing too is it shouldn't be mm-hmm. shameful. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people deal with things, and right. uh, I think what the only thing that's like would be bad is if I was you know not aware of it or not trying to deal with it you know what i mean but but yeah i think it's a hard thing because that's the the thing is like you can go if i go up and say like okay i uh, first like most people don't understand ocd i find Mm -hmm. or like i want to ask the crowd that 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 certain instance like what ocd was or what they thought ocd was they like didn't even know what the acronym was like they thought it was like i forgot somebody in the audience yelled out like something 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 and i was like okay it's not whatever that was but hmm. so but you don't have any of those habits that i mean those stereotypical habits at all i'm just try- having mm. a really hard time trying to wrap my head around what what yours is specifically it almost seems oh. like it's person to person i don't know if that's- it is kind of person to person and um uh yeah i don't i mean i did have like the hand washing one a mm-hmm. lot and the germ thing like i wouldn't touch doorknobs it was more like when i was younger but then when I've gotten older, it's more, um, I'll just do weird things. Like, I'll touch my thumb and finger together and then touch, like, where my ear and my hair meet. Mm. Just, like, things like that. And it's, like... That makes you feel better. Yeah, it's kind of, like, releases that anxiety. But that's the thing. It's, like, um, it's like a drug that you... It sort of, like, helps mm, briefly, mm-hmm. but it's, it, it's not a long-term, like... What they say to do is that you kind of have to like, not like force yourself to not do those things, right, right. and then basically you panic a little bit. You just have like a panic attack, sure. which sucks. But like, um, but then you kind of calm down. And you're like, okay, the world didn't end. Nobody right. died because I didn't do that stupid thing. Ah. And that's like how they say to treat it. But that that is like the the general idea behind doing like a compulsion. Is it kind of Compulsion. That's it. Yeah, that's what they call okay. them. So it releases like the the anxiety. Like I know a guy with Tourette's that uh, yeah wiggles his toes. Oh yeah, that's right. Because Tourette's can be like a physical Tourette's thing. Tourette's can be physical. Um, I don't know if you know who the H three H three podcast are at all. Yeah. So the host of that, Ethan Klein, has Tourette's. And oh really? If, if you watch it, his eyebrows are fucking wild they're all over all over the place. the place yeah it's one of his ways of getting it out he wiggles the toes but people can't see it so right it's a way to feel better i don't know if there's something like that for you well and that's the thing is i do kind of like 
I feel like I have learned to sort of like hide the mm. things I do. Mm-hmm. So like I'll do that thing where I'll touch, but you know, I kind of, I just sort of like it's try to normal. nonchalantly look like, yeah, like I'm just scratching my ear or something like that. Um, Even if you were doing it normally, it's not a huge deal. Like if I was doing this, yeah, I mean, maybe if I did it for 30 minutes, you would think that I'm strange. But if I just, that'd be weird. Screen, yeah. I mean, and, and that's, you know, like, I don't know if it's good or bad that mm. I hide it. I think I hide it because, there is like a little bit of embarrassment and also like when I sometimes when I've tried to like like two things have happened like sometimes I've tried to explain especially like the obsessive thoughts that's sort of hard to like mm-hmm. explain but um because that's the other thing too is once you get hooked on a thought it's like oh yeah it's over and over cycle, it's yeah. like uh, they say like it's like uh, if you were to tell somebody like don't think of a pink elephant don't think of a pink elephant and like what are you doing you're gonna think of a pink yes. elephant what? Right. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. pink elephant. That's what I call it. Right. It's a pink elephant. Sorry, but um, That's yeah, funny. but like, but the two things that have happened is either people don't understand, and then they're like, "Oh, you're like a freak" or something like that. Mm-hmm. Where it's like maybe a little bit, but then the other thing is that they'll be compassionate, but then they'll kind of treat you with kids' gloves. You ah. know, like I don't want to be like yes, like I don't want to be like, "Hey, is that okay? Are uh-huh. you okay?" Like I appreciate the sensitivity, but it's like. It doesn't help. Yeah, I don't want to be coddled. Yes, it doesn't help. Yeah. I know what you mean, because I get pretty anxious before doing open mics a little bit. Mm-hmm. You just, I mean, the negative thoughts, they just keep running. You're of like, course. This material's trash. Why did I ever write it? Yeah, why am I here? Why am I why doing am I this? Here? Yeah. Why did I fuck my dad before? Right. Oh, so many mistakes I've made. That, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, whatever helps me, I, it's so tough to get out of your own head. It is. Yeah. Damn. I don't know. Well, and then, know. like, well, yeah, and then with, like, the OCD... If I have that negative thought, um, like, oh, I suck, it's, like, super damn near impossible to, like, shake it out. You know mm. what I mean? So it's, like, that'll just kind of, like, go over and over and over and over and over and over. And uh, it's actually kind of interesting. I, I've been trying to read about stuff, trying to, like, you know, figure it out because it's, like, this is getting in between me and, like, going to mics and stuff yeah. like that. Like, it's it's kind of becoming serious. And because uh, I kind of reached like a little bit of a fever pitch recently, and I was sure. like, "Shit, this is not working out." Um, and so I was reading this thing, and I don't, do you know what? Um, what are they called? Uh, hmm, barnacles. Barnacles. Yes. Do you know what barnacles are? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, they're called. Um, I think they're called cognitive distortions. Uh, hmm. It sounds like a thing I've heard. I couldn't tell you. Though. Yeah. Um, well, I guess it's like a thing in like psychology that it's like these negative thought pattern or like there's like um, one of them is like all or nothing thinking. So it's mm-hmm. like, OK, I fucked up this time. I'm going to fuck up every single time. Like if you bomb or something like that, like I'm going to bomb every single time Like mm-hmm. you're kind of extrapolating it to like everything sure or there's one where you like filter out the positive um where it's like kind of like we're talking about like you went up and you had three really great jokes and Mm -hmm. then some like other ones that were kind of and you're like you basically almost ignore the three that went super well and just Mm -hmm. focus or even if it was like you did like to use the three out of ten even if you were to do eight jokes that got really great responses and two people Mm -hmm. were like "Mm." Mm mm-hmm you focus just on the two Mm. and kind of like paint out the eight. Mm. So I was reading this article. It was like a depression article Mm. and it had this list of like eight common cognitive distortions that are like linked with depression or that cause or lead into depression. And I did like 
all eight. Whoa. And I was like, yeah, I, I sent it to my, this not going to make me sound cooler, but I sent it to my mom. Uh-huh. She's like, oh, yeah, sounds like just like you. And I was like, cool. <laughs> thanks, mom. Um, so, like, that was kind of <laughs> a little bit of an eye opener. It's like, oh, like. Mm, it's a real ass thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's su- super real. And I don't understand, like, where it comes from necessarily have you ever done therapy at all or do done you a little bit okay. yeah i need to get back into it i think it's you know valid and stuff like yeah. but yeah it was just sort of a weird thing to be like oh so I'm... if i mean if you know that you have these things though can't you go back and like i mean try to reverse engineer a little bit because you're aware you're self-aware does that not help yeah a little bit? yeah that does help and i'm trying to be more aware of it and mm-hmm. um also just kind of aware of like what I like, uh, like I drank a couple of energy drinks and that made me like mm-hmm. kind of start to get anxious. So I was like, okay, like trying to be aware of what I'm putting into my body is like right. re- reaction. It affects you. Yeah. I, and like, I, I don't know. It sounds stupid, but I was so like ignorant about that. Like, I was ignorant until like two hours ago. I understand exactly. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. Dude, I was just off energy drinks all the time. Yeah. Caffeine. I'm like, why am I jittery? What yeah. And I, I talked to I a friend, it. uh, recently cause I said, I said something to a friend about like having a panic attack or something like that, or just being like depressed or something like that. And he came over and talked to me and it was really cool. And was mm-hmm. like, it was like, yeah, I dealt with the thing. And basically what I had to do is like change what I eat. And I like, mm-hmm. for some, it was like, so, crazy to me to think like oh like what i'm eating Huge. could directly affect being sad or not you know what i mean not to like no a little bit man no but well, yeah like if i spend a night i mean this is my favorite thing to do spend a night at home eating spicy doritos oh yeah i fucking love it man That's i so love good. it more than fucking my dad i love yeah, it so which much. you love a lot Oh, dude, I couldn't tell you. I, can I mean, see I told you right before, but yeah. Jesus. Yeah, I can see it in your eyes. We won't but get like... into it. We'll get into him later. Yeah. But that <laughs> yeah, is my will. favorite thing to do. But I know next morning when I wake up, I'm going to have no energy because there's no nutrition in that. It's still my favorite thing, but I know that what I eat literally affects my entire next 12, 15 hours. Right. It affects the way I sleep. I wake up thirsty. I'm just droggy all day long. Yeah. It, dude, it, I mean, it. The things we eat, man, I'm telling you, this is huge. This is a huge thing that I've been really trying to focus on. Is, I bought Nutrition for Dummies. Oh, really? You're all in. I'm, dude, you're I'm all so in. focused on this because what you're saying is, I mean, it's so true. Yeah, and I, I and I feel kind of dumb for not realizing. And that's the other thing is I'm like, speaking of, you know, Nutrition for Dummies, I'm mm. food stupid. Yes. Like, I don't know what's good. Yes. And I was reading like. This, I think it was also in the same article I was talking about the food thing. It was like, you know, like 10 things you can do to prevent mm. depression or to like cope with depression or whatever it is. And it was all, of course, things that I never, ever do, like mm. drink water or, yes. you know, go outside. I was like, what? That's Sunlight's great. Sunlight. Here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, eat well. And then it was like saying what not to eat. And it was like trans fats. And of course, I had to like Google trans fats. Trans- I was like gender fats. Yeah, right? Even worse. I know. Yeah, I you mean, can't have... Uh, you grow whoop. trans, not fat. <laughs> not the... Yeah, not okay. fat. Mm-mm. You got to be fit. Yeah, right. it'd be a fit trans. <laughs> <laughs> but Yikes. that's the thing is that, like, when I looked it up, what trans fat... Because I kind of had, like, a nebulous idea of what it was, but I didn't mm. know specifically. And I was like, oh, all my favorite things? Yes. I can't eat my favorite things? Not like... I, I tried to start, like, writing a joke about it, too, like... 
about how like because I love Taco Bell, mm-hmm. and it's like wait, so now I can't I can't eat Taco Bell anymore, and that's supposed to make me less depressed. Like that makes <laughs> that makes me want to fucking end it. Like that's funny. And uh, but yeah, no, I just knew that it was starting to get uh, a little bit out of hand. This is kind of embarrassing, but I'll you know might Please. as well tell you. Um, I was at McDonald's mm-hmm. in a Walmart. Oh, actually, wow. yeah, sad. So Double super sad. sad. Yeah, it's the saddest place. Sure. But uh, I was standing there waiting at the counter, and there's this little kid with what I'm assuming is like his uncle. Mm-hmm. There's a guy, guy my age, but didn't seem like the dad. <laughs> and uh, they're both sitting up on these high stools, and the kid's like, Does your tummy hurt? <laughs> and he said it a couple times, Does your tummy hurt? And then the guy was like, Yeah. <laughs> and the little kid hopped down and like gave him a hug. And I almost started crying Whoa. in this McDonald's. And I was like, I was like, this is sweet and all, but yeah. like, this isn't like, that was like the, the reaction was not, <clears throat> you know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, that's not right. And no. like, then the lady's like, what would you like? And I was like, clean it. Yeah. yeah. A father. <laughs> <laughs> Oh Someone God. to hug me. Like, yeah, can I just like I go in and push them apart and like get in the middle? Like, I was like, yeah, that I think that was like a big whoa red flag. Yeah, because that's like, was that recent? Yeah, that did was, you actually cry? Mm, not really. Mm-hmm. I think my eyes got a little watery, yeah. and like, I felt like when she did ask me what I wanted, I, I was like worried that my voice would give out. I was like, <laughs> I'll take a cheeseburger. So I was nervous and like hmm. there's been a there was like a couple things like that where I was like, This is Yeah serious. And so but that's the thing is when you tell people I was talking to my friend that came by about this too, it's like when you know, it's like sort of embarrassing to tell people sometimes, um, even though it shouldn't be, it's not a big deal. Sure. But um um but like when people just see like, okay, you're not going to as many mics and like, mm-hmm. oh, what are you doing? You're sitting around like smoking weed and watching TV. It just looks like you're lazy. Sure. And sometimes that's easier to let people believe than to be uh, like, hey, because some people don't get it. Uh-huh. That's the thing. Sorry, I didn't mean to make this like the depression. No, no, no I'm hour. so interested. In I mean, I've okay. asked like 50 questions, so. Okay. Um, but like, that's the thing is some people you'll be like, yeah, I'm, I'm really depressed. Mm-hmm. And I feel like some people get uncomfortable. Some people they're like, they, I mean, good for them, but they don't have a concept of what that really means. So they'll be like, oh yeah, I was really sad when my dog died. Right. And it's like, yeah, no, I, I get that. And that is sad. And like, I've been depressed over things like that or getting sure. dumped or whatever. But like, but like, yeah, like being in McDonald's and almost crying. Cause you see a kid hug his uncle. Yeah. That's weird. Well, that just that's just what makes you you though. Yeah. Because that you, I mean, what I'm hearing is a lot of comparison to other people. You're like, this is what normal people are like, but this is kind of where I'm at. You're right. But yeah. totally, everyone isn't normal. Dude. Nobody's no normal. One's normal. And the that's more you talk about embarrassing things. I think the more yeah. vulnerable and funny you get, legitimately. Well, and that's why I think there is something there with talking about this, like. Like the, the 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 crying McDonald's thing, like it was not cool at the time, but in a way, it's kind of funny. Like mm. there might be able to be a joke there, you know. Sure. Like, and I think there's something like, even if you don't have depression or anxiety or whatever, I think everybody at least knows somebody, like their mother oh, yeah. or their friend or whatever. Sure. And uh, and yeah, and I've seen like, uh, do you know Gary Goldman? 
Uh, I can't think of it. I might have brought him up last time too, but yeah. he um he had like you know probably even worse depression, and he uh, quit. Like com- he was in New York doing comedy, and he quit for a couple of years. Like moved home with his mm. parents. Like couldn't function, couldn't wow. cope. Uh, luckily, he's doing a lot better, and he came back and he did a. He has an HBO special that he worked on with Judd Apatow. You did talk about him last. Time. Yeah, and yeah. it's called The Great Depression, and he talks oh, nice. about depression. And so I'm like, so people like him and uh, Chris Gethard kind of has a similar thing mm-hmm. where he talks about. It's called. It's actually another HBO one. It's called like Career Suicide, and he talks mm-hmm. about his like depression and his like suicide attempts and shit like that. Like, and it's. Uh, I think it's both like. Uh, it's funny because the jokes are good, but it's also there's something comforting, mm. especially to me when you see somebody that you look up to and they're like, yeah, I, it sucks. Yeah, I, I yeah. don't cope either sometimes. Like, you know, and you're like, oh, yeah. So, well, maybe that's the biggest struggle for people with depression and anxiety is they're trying to cope or get over it. Right. Whereas like accept it and I guess learn how to live with it. It's so yeah. tough coming from someone who, I mean, doesn't have it. I'm not trying to like rub it. No, in, no, no, not I mean, at everything all. Everything that you're saying, I'm flip opposite man right when you talk about focusing on the two jokes that didn't do well i know in my heart i'm focusing on the eight that did well which is great instinctively it's cool that's positive but it makes me feel helpless to people when they talk about me about or talk to me about depression yeah well i mean even like things that i've said in this Mm. recording now i'm in the moment i'm staring into the the eyes of starving children in a moment before i was about to ejaculate so like Two parts of me were blue, basically. Mm-hmm. I'm already like going over, like, oh, was that, did that go over well? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, um, second guessing things, doubting things. I'm all, I was sitting over here, like, oh gosh, I hope he didn't think that I'm a bad person because I made a joke about my friend not having friends. You know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah, no, I made the same joke okay. about him. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. See, and that's the thing is like, I don't, and that's what I'm also trying to get to, too, is that it's like, even if you say you did, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, there's nothing I can really do about that. You yeah, know what I mean? That's like, right. Like, uh, I said something. I got a little drunk last night, and I said something to my roommate. And I could – I'm probably just, like, reading into it, but mm. I swear he, like, judged mm. me. Uh-huh. I was making some joke about – I was pretty drunk, and I made some joke about Ted Bundy and – how he's a piece of shit for having his arm in a cast. Like, oh, oh, poor me. And he just looked at me like I was a piece of shit. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> and you know, but it's like, A, it probably wasn't as big a deal as it is in my head. Right. But B, even if it was like, yes, at, like what am I getting out of? Think about the grand scheme of things, man. Think about how many times you've done that to other people, that it said something to you that didn't land. Yeah. Like, I've said several jokes to you that kind of just flew under the radar. I always carry dog treats on me. Right. Just in case I run into a kid on a leash. Not that you're not smart, but I'm just saying. Sometimes you don't. Yeah, sometimes you don't. Well, and sometimes people are thinking of something else or or we're just not aware of how we, like, look. You know what I mean? Like. Have you ever tried meditating at all? I want to. See, all right. Here's the only way that I can relate. For like, I mean, four years ago, I was depressed for a year and a half straight. Yeah. Hated it. I remember laying on the floor, looking up at the ceiling like, what is this? Why do I feel like this? Just right. Pure trash. Yeah. You. Yeah. And it's just like inescapable. Couldn't yeah. move. I didn't want to move. I call into work. I was doing all this shit. I was just yeah. sad. 
Yeah, and I've been there. I didn't know why, but then I did start meditating and reading self-help books. I don't know if the combination of the two did it for me. But I'm actually reading a self-help book right now, yeah. Oh, amazing. There yeah. are a lot of good ones out there. But meditating for me, I would spend 15 minutes every morning Yeah. and just being in the moment. So every time a thought comes in, you send it away, focus on your breath. That's all it is. Yeah. It is it's not like hippy dippy or whatever. See that's what I always feared is like Fuck it was that, like man. Yeah. whenever something comes in, you just throw it out there, you stay focused, and it's helped me whenever negative thoughts come in, throw them out or when they come in like realize and be aware that this is how I feel now. Yeah. Like now I feel angry. People always notice when they're angry, but they don't notice when they stop being angry. Right. And meditating just helps you be aware of all your emotions, it gets you in check. Yeah, it's something I practice every now and then, but it I think me I'll try it. Thing. You gotta yeah, do it. yeah, because I, I, I'm definitely down for. Uh, that was another thing I was talking to this guy about when he came over. Is like when you're depressed, depressed, like you'll do anything. Yeah, I was. You like, know, I'll do anything. Yeah, dude. it's like I'll cut off my fucking dick if it's gonna make me smile. You know what I mean? Africa. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They'll love it. They'll love it. It's still hard. <laughs> <laughs> but like, <laughs> but yeah, that's the thing is it's like, I'll, I'll try it for sure. That sounds 10 minutes a day. That's I'm not so bad. You're basically just bad. trying to keep your brain clear, right? Clear. That's Nothing. It. Literally the idea of it. I mean, if this helps you, it helped me count your breaths to 10 in sets of three, like you would at a gym or whatever. Yeah. We don't go to the gym clearly. Look no, at us. Yeah. Uh, this is why this is audio format. Yeah. Yeah. So they don't uh, have to see this. They don't have but, to see why the mic's getting destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime some shit comes in, whatever, if you're like, I forgot to feed my dog. Okay, just for a Oop. moment, throw it out. Yeah. Even if it's going to panic you, just throw it out. You have to focus on the breath. That's it. See, that sounds actually pretty beneficial for me because it would be because my brain man. is never like right clear. It's always it's something. It's helped me so much. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Well, that's smart. And like, because I'll do something too where, you know, when stuff is like, uh, you have something that you need to do, like with the show stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, It'll stress me out, and so then I'll like kind of put it, try to like push it away and not do it. Mm-hmm. And like, I, like I've been needing to make a Facebook event. That's so yes. simple, yeah. but for some reason it stresses me out. So I haven't done it, and then it's like, oh, mm-hmm. it's getting closer and closer, and I haven't made the Facebook event. You know, like mm-hmm. stuff like that. So, it, it, but I, I like the idea of being able to push it out at push least out. for a moment. That's it. You Ten know, it's kind of like. Because otherwise, it's going keep coming back and keep poking you and making you shitty. Yeah. Also, like for simple things like that, I just make a list of five things I need to do, the five most important for a week, and literally just do them. It's just five things. Yeah, that's what I've been kind of trying to do is um, – because I, I told myself, I was like, okay, I need to set a day. I'm going to go back to a mic. Yeah. I need to just like push through Because that's the thing too is I also find this all – have this anxiety about doing something or think something's going to be terrible mm-hmm. and then I do it and it's fine. And then you feel good after. Right. You're like, Oh, yeah. I did it and it went well. Right. Like, so like I, I've been saying like, okay, I'm going to go Friday. Ah. Uh, it's Tuesday right now when we're recording this, um, uh, for nobody. That's, that was for nobody. Yeah. So I'll say like, okay, I'm going to go Friday, uh-huh. but until then I'm going to do three things a day that, scare me and like mm. when, when you know when or, or stress me out or uh-huh. i'm nervous about um and you know with depression like that can be a basic human function sure. you know what i mean like opening just get your door opening your door or just like taking a shower or yes. something like that you know like that can be a lot so it's like something like that but then also like yesterday i went to this job interview and i was like oh, damn I, I was like i'd love to get this job but 
you know, I'm not going to get it. Hmm. But then I went to get the, went and they're just like, all right, yeah, you're hired. And I was like, oh, okay. So yeah. It was like so easy. And then I was like, oh, what I went to book a book. Th- are you reading right now, by the way? Oh, um, did you ever listen to the podcast, um, indoor kids? No, sorry. Oh, it's okay. Um, do you know Kumail Nanjiani? Sure. We talked about him, I think. Yeah. yeah. So it's his wife. Okay. Uh, they did a podcast together. She used to be like a marriage and family therapist. Ah. Um, and now she like, they wrote that movie together, the big sick and so like that. Movie. So yeah. So it's called, okay. This is going to sound a little embarrassing. It's called <laughs> super you. Okay. Um, because she kind of like phrases everything through that sort of, a. Yeah. Through sort of like a Batman uh, superhero kind of thing, just okay. to make it a little less like dry, I guess. Yeah, sure. Um, it is funny because it is like aimed at women a little bit, but I I kind of fall. I picked up the same type of book. I know what you mean. Yeah, I don't need like a like, hey, be a man and grow up. Like I, I was like, I'd rather have a little bit of like a feminine touch, dude. Yeah. But yeah, but it was cool because it's like she does talk about about like therapy things mm. and. Um, but she kind of tries to keep some of like the language more fun. So it's like yes. I like uh, Batman and that kind of dorky shit. So it's mm-hmm. like it's like oh, I'm finding out what my um, my you know backstory is. Mm. And it, so far, it's been interesting. There's a lot of things you have to write down. Yeah. Um, How long have you been reading it for? A few days. Okay. Yeah, not very long. So um, you started recently. Recently, and I was reading at work, and people, of course, are like, "What's this?" It's like pink. The book's pink. But fuck them. Yeah. But like, because that's the thing is like, I can't, you can't, I can't really worry about. And also it's like, it's like, if you're going to mock me for like trying to not be, not cry in a McDonald's, then like, fuck you. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. You know, like we could have one or the other. So, um, but yeah, it's really great. And it was kind of like, it's just interesting because like I was talking about with those cognitive distortions, like I'm clearly, um. Like the way my brain is interpreting information or whatever it is, is incorrect. So I'm mm. like trying to really, and that's the hard thing to do is like rewire. Right. Because of course I didn't like, of course it's not like conscious. Mm. And I'm also, I didn't, you know, like say like, okay, I'm going to like be negative or like think all black and white. Right. Right. And it's something that happened over time. And that's the thing, like. When I quit smoking cigarettes, it was like, okay, I've been I've been training my brain to need cigarettes for, yeah. you know, years. It's like, okay, it's not going to be one day and then I'm done. Right. So it's like that's the kind of hard part is like yeah, just I mean, being consistent. Good things are hard to do. Exactly. If it's good for you, it's hard to do. Right. And if I can like – like the person that came over, um, he's been – you know, I don't know what you would call it, like a like in remission, I mm. guess, or whatever from depression for like ten years. Damn. So it's like uh, that was kind of also a nice thing to. I mean, it was nice of him just to offer to come and like, sure. you know, but also just to hear somebody be like, "Oh yeah, I've been like, like you can, if not cure it, you can at least like right fix it, and uh, you can help it." Right, and I think, like, if I really can, like, if I really work hard at it and get it, you know. Yeah. I think that'll be such an accomplishment that it'll make, like, things like being nervous about going to a mic a little bit lesser for me. You know, because sure. I get, like, that way, too, like you're talking about. Like, I get. Do it all the time. I hate, I, that's part, and that's part of why I haven't been going is because I'm so, 
I'm like so baseline anxious that you add that on top and it's too much. Right. Like I'll go to a mics a lot of times and I don't want to talk to people. Like that's where I'm at all the time. And I, but then I'm also like, I don't want to be rude Mm. and have people think like, Oh, this douche thinks he's better than me. It's like, no, I'm, I'm I'm panicking. Yeah. I almost cried at a McDonald's like (laughs) get off my back. Um, So, Damn. Yeah. So one book that I picked up that's kind of like that. Yeah. I mean, in full disclosure, called You Are a Badass. Oh, okay. I like that. by a woman. Yeah. I just knew, so I worked at Barnes & Noble for a while, and this was like pre-depression, like a year before. Worked at Barnes & Noble, and then I saw so many people coming in to buy this book for like six months straight. Oh, wow. So I just had heard of it, and I never knew what it was. But then when I was like, I need help, I remembered that, and I was like, I'm going to just check it out, see what it is. Amazing. A little bit like what you're talking about, language that I can relate to. Yeah, it sounds like just from the title that it's kind of, yeah. Language that I'm like, all right, this is great. I don't feel like a total vagina just for picking this up. Right, right. And it's also not like, because when they're like, okay, what's your um, emotional quotient? You know, it's like, it gets Mm -hmm. a little bit like. Right. And it's just like dry too. It's like hard to read. Like, because that's the other thing is I. I used to read a lot and like now I don't read as much. And so it's like if it was boring, I just wouldn't read it. Throw it away. Yeah, exactly. It'd be hard for me to get through. So, yeah, that does sound like a good book. I'm a badass or you're a badass. You are a badass. Okay. There's no whatever that line is in grammar. What am I Apostrophe? Is that what it is? I think so. Between the U and the R. Yeah. Yeah. Is that an apostrophe? Yeah. All right. But it's like a conjunct. It's a comma that's up. Yeah, it's an up, up comma. Up comma, as Mitch Hedberg would say. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's super relatable. It's also a little bit funny, too, so that helped. And like, Yeah, same with this one, yeah. The start of many, man. There are so many. And I just would recommend one more. Okay. The Four Agreements. I think I've heard of that one. Yeah, dude, it is crazy. It is, like, one of the best-selling books. It's so little and thin. Which is perfect. You could read it in two days if you're literate. I okay. Don't know if you are. Uh, I'll have somebody read it to me. That's yeah. it. All yeah. right. I'll send you my Audible code. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. Dude, it's awesome. It's just like little things, like when people get angry at you, just realize where it's coming from from their side. Yeah. It helps you be more empathetic towards other people, which helps yourself. That's smart. Yeah. Well, like doing something nice for somebody is a big, Huge. another big antidepressant thing. Yeah. Well, and like, um, one, so last. Oh, yeah. Last sorry. Week, sorry. Just, sorry. One of the biggest things in You Are a Badass was being nice to yourself. And this was something that I just had never done. Right up until I read this book, I'd always be like, I mean, I messaged you today because I was 15 minutes late because I had to get gas. Oh, you're like, yeah, I'm such an asshole. Yeah, I was like, no, it's not a big deal. See, I'm such an asshole. I say that now jokingly. I know I'm not, but I used to genuinely believe that if I were to say it. Oh, hell yeah. Being nice to yourself is huge, man. It changes everything. Yeah, and I read something recently where they're talking about that and about how, like, like talk to yourself how you would talk to a friend because like exactly. if 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 your friend was coming over and you're like they're like hey I'm gonna be five minutes late and you know you wouldn't be like you fucking asshole you would never no because you also like because that's a person but you right. are also a person right and you need to but talk we're to so easy like right exactly but it's so easy to be like oh you're that's you're the, a piece I of mean, shit that's the biggest thing you're a piece besides of shit. meditation that was huge yeah. Right? And no, I that's really smart. You are a little bit too. Though. Yeah, no, that's I'm definitely a piece of shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but like, um, no, I think that's really true. And uh, kind of something you said about um, about how other people feel and stuff like that. For some reason, that made me think of. Uh, do you know who John Gabris is? Oh man, I'm sorry. I'm like 0 for four on your. References. That's okay. That's okay. They're not like I. 
he's cool. But okay. uh, he has this podcast, High and Mighty, uh-huh. and he's a guy that like. Um, he's a big like stoner guy, drinks mm. a lot, kind of like will sometimes say like things a little bit, <laughs> pushing it. And so, you know, when he starts, he's been kind of talking about like trying to improve himself. Uh-huh. And so when I hear him talking about, it, I'm like, okay, I know it's not hippy dippy or whatever. No. But he was having this conversation with somebody, and they're talking about, and this was like kind of a another eye opener thing to me was like talking about. You know, like, uh, say your roommate or something leaves something, and all day you're, like, steaming over it, and you're, like, pissed about it. You're, like, why the fuck did they leave this shit? And then they get home from work, and you're, like, you're already, like, way up here at a 10, and they have no idea that this fight has been going on for four hours while you've been, you know, Mm -hmm. stuff like that. And I was, like, oh, yeah. And plus, also, like, what is that? getting you it doesn't help no because yeah. you're like already too angry to interact right. with them about it you got to be able to see one step ahead if i right. blow up in this person's face how is that going to affect like the next hour yeah it's going to be awful yeah it might have felt good to get it out but you have to think long term it's just right. not going to be beneficial to anybody and also like i can definitely like you know understand like how it feel good to kind of get that off your chest almost kind of right. blow up a little bit but then like i feel like the immediately after you feel bad for like not only would you feel bad because you were like a dick but then you'd also feel bad because like oh now it's uncomfortable Mm. and so yeah it's it's stuff like that where it's just like oh i never really yeah and i always like i don't know why but i was always like no i'm just gonna you know i'm not gonna eat healthy grow lame you know like i want to eat whatever i want like i'm gonna smoke all the weed you know i mean like yeah i'm gonna fuck my dad (laughs) i'm not even gonna wear a condom (laughs) we're family but it's like that's what olive garden's about right yeah exactly when you go there you fuck your dad (laughs) (laughs) who said that there's a comedian with that joke fuck really like he's here in denver Oh, Olive Garden, when you're there, you yeah, fuck your dad. But his premise is like he keeps messing it up. He's like, I fucked my dad at Olive. No, hold on. When you're here, when you come, he just keeps messing <laughs> up. He's like, basically, I have sex with my father. <laughs> that sounds awesome. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I'm glad the podcast really ended up going this way. Yeah, me too. I still have so many more questions if you're all right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not in any rush or anything. All right. I'm just um, chilling today. Damn. I've literally asked five of the ones I wrote. <laughs> this is oh, great. really? Yeah. But oh, okay. have, this is fantastic. Yeah, uh, I think this is a kind of a fun. Oh, it's a good one. Fun turn, yeah. Uh, what's a talent you wish you had? And there you have it. That was Jonathan Mitchell, everybody. Part two, um, or at least the first part of part two. Part one of this, of two. Hmm. There's a better way to say that, and I'm not saying it right now. Huge shout-out again to Jonathan Mitchell uh, for sitting down with me. That was awesome, man. I had a blast. I really hope we get to do this again, um, you know, when we just, when we figure out when the show's coming back up. I'd love to get people on that train, and I'm excited to see it. I know a ton of people have been working super hard to get this off the ground and into the eyes and ears and faces of many people, and... As soon as it's rescheduled and we know something, we'll uh, we'll definitely post it and share it. Love to see people there. Um, man, what what else? I don't know. It's uh, this is again only the first part, so get ready for the second part when we talk shop, stand up tidbits and whatnot. Um, 
but you know, <clears throat> really quick, a huge thanks again to Jonathan for, first of all, being vulnerable, because it's not easy. Look, this is the second time Jonathan and I have sat down and talked, and it's really the only second time we've ever interacted, I think, if you're not counting Facebook, and... You know, for somebody to just open up like that, it, it means a lot to me that, you know, you're, you're willing to put whatever pre-notions aside. I think that's the way to say it. Or I'm just saying if, if I was in Jonathan's position, I might be a little bit more reluctant to share personal details because of fear of being judged, maybe. And I think what Jonathan decided to talk about was super brave and... You know, without kissing too much ass, I think it, it was just, uh, it was an awesome thing, and it was much needed. At least when I go back and listen to this interview, I'm like, ah, that was awesome. It's always nice to have a real-ass conversation like that, and, uh, and I don't know, I thought we made it funny, you know, for as dull as the subject matter is, I thought there were some laughs in it. And, and anyways, um... You know, I'm going to go work on the second part of this now, and uh, and that'll be ready for you very shortly. So, again, thanks for listening. I, I hope everybody's being safe out there and, and being nice to one another because that's what it's all about. We need to be nice now more than ever. Just wild, wild times. And, uh, and yeah, I'll, I'll see you in the next one. Sound check. Oh yeah, for sure. Hello. Uh, Is it? Hello. How much money do you make before taxes? Um, not a lot. Mm, Like. That's good. Is it? No. No. Uh, (laughs) I was thinking about it.